0: The FedLife Podcast is presented by Serving Those Who Serve, a fiduciary, fee-based financial planning firm serving federal government employees and retirees all over the country. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be taken as financial advice. All listeners should consult their personal advisors before taking any action. The opinions expressed by our hosts are their own and do not reflect the views, policies, or position of either Raymond James or Serving Those Who Serve. Hello and welcome everybody to this episode of the FedLife Podcast. Uh, you probably already know if you're a regular, I'm your host, Dan Seid. Uh Happy to meet you if you're new. Additionally, I am the branch manager here at Serving Those Servantly, and Associates, and I will begin as I always do by saying thank you. I thank you for taking the time to listen, but also thank you for your service to the government, to the country, to me, to everyone. You do not hear that enough. You will always hear it here. The other thing you always hear with me in FedLife is the guru, Ed Zerndorfer. He's here as part of our ongoing mission to reach, teach, and serve you. At the outset, I need to say the opinions of our guests, Ed Zerndor, for no matter how awesome they may be, are not the opinions of Raymond James or Serving us to Serve. And this podcast is presented for information only and is not meant to be taken as advice. All listeners should consult their personal advisors before taking any action. If you do not have a personal advisor, hit us up at Serving us to Serve. That's scwserve.com. We will help you any way we can. And folks, I got to tell you, I've been doing this a while, and for this episode, I almost fell out of my chair Now, when I read that Ed Zerndorfer was writing about an annuity. But Ed, this is not just any garden variety run-of-the-mill annuity out, out there. Your article covers a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract, or QLAC. So kick us off. What's a QLAC?
1: Dan, and you're right, when I sent this sent this column over, I shielded my eyes when I pushed that button. What's he going to think? What's he going to think? Because we've had so many discussions on annuities. Oh, yeah. Um, so what is a QLAC? CULAC, as she said, stands for a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. What is it? It is an annuity. It is an annuity. And we're going to explain how this works with that, as is an annuity. But it is qualified, meaning what? That the money that funds it is coming from a qualified retirement account, comes from a TSP, it can come from a traditional hire. So all the money going into this annuity is pre-tax dollars. What is pre-tax dollars? And once the money is goes into the annuity, and the annuity is managed usually by an insurance company, insurance company, like, like most annuities now, Insurance companies issue fixed annuities, fixed sure. annuities, and but this is different. This is a little bit different. This is a deferred annuity in the following sense: that the individual puts the money into this annuity contract, but then cannot touch it for a certain amount of time. Certain amount of time. The age limit where the money has to come out is age eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's and and you could fund it. You know, I've seen individuals as young as 55, they wait 30 years to get the money out of it. Now, why is that? Because they're building up and you know, eventually there's going to be an income stream, a guaranteed income stream, guaranteed income stream, in which in which, the person, who, the QLAC owner, is guaranteed income for life. It's a guaranteed income, an income stream. That's exactly what an know is. But there's a very important difference between the QLAC compared to some of the other annuities on the market. And I'm going to compare the QLAC bar, the the QLAC, to a TSB annuity. A TSB annuity. Because if you are a TSB participant, one of the options you have to take the money out of your TSB account is to purchase a fixed annuity from the TSB. Now, TSB is not in charge of this annuity. They farm it out. I think it goes to a Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. Yep. and I'm going to point out the the one big difference between the TSV annuity and the QI. When we talk about this, we talk about these this guaranteed income stream. You'll hear it in a few moments. So this is a very different type of annuity. And the question comes up: Why would somebody want to buy a QI? And we're going to talk about who's the most most who would be a logical person to buy a QI. This is not for someone who, in my opinion, does not have other sources of retirement income, because, as I said, when you set aside the money to this QLA, you cannot touch it. you cannot touch it for for a minimum amount of time, and you better have other sources of income to to help pay your bills while you're waiting to take money out of this QLA. So again, the purpose here is for someone who wants to set aside part of their retirement income. Like I said, like part of their TSP, traditional IRA, does not need that income for the time being, but there's another reason one would make one do that. Take a TSP participant, take a TSP participant who is getting close to the the required beginning date. They got to take money out of their TSP. Right. Or it could be a traditional IRA owner who has a, a very sizable traditional IRA. And knows that they have to take a minimum out of that traditional IRA. You're going to be selling to d That means when they take that RD, it's going to add to their income. Sure. The higher, the larger the size of their retirement source here, we talked about a portion of their TSB, their traditional IRA. The larger the size of that IRA, the larger is going to be the RD. And the RD is going to be. It's going to be add to their taxable income, could push them higher tax rate. So the question is Is there any way, any way they could maybe decrease the size of their RD? Well, one way is take the money out of the, of the TSP, take it out. Sure. But you're going to pay tax on that. You got to decrease your balance. Take the money out of your time. Well, there is one way. There is one way. That is the money that goes from the traditional TSB, to a QLAC, traditional wing goes to QLAC, that money will not be subject to R&D. That money will not be subject to R&D while it sits in the QLAC. That will decrease to the balance in the traditional TSB, the balance of the Therefore, the R&D will be lower for the time that the money that was sent to the QLAC resides in QLAC. Again, we said gotcha. They're no longer than age 85. And in the column, I had an example, in the column an example, I'd like to, like to share that example so I did that. Yeah, please do. Right here, right here. Okay. And we have the example of Frank. He's 75 years old. So he's passed his required beginning date of 70.5. He has a traditional IRA. He has a traditional IRA. So maybe Frank retired from federal service and he transferred all this his traditional TSB traditional IRA. I'm just giving you a scenario here. He's 75 years old. He's 75 years old. He has to take an RMD from his traditional IRA. The IRA, the, yeah. the traditional IRA balance, Dan, uh, is $700,000. Okay. $700,000. Yeah, right. The RMD is calculated using the the uniform lifetime distribution table. He has a life expectancy of 24.6 years. If you divide 700000 by 24.6, that result, which is twenty eight thousand four hundred and fifty five dollars is the amount of Frank's IRA RMD for this year, two thousand twenty three. Okay? Now, actually I the example it was last year, it was last year, it was last year. Two thousand five. I calculated it, it I'm sorry, it's it's for this year. It, for this year, Dan. I'm sorry, for this year. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. let's suppose that Frank last year, that's my for two thousand twenty two. Uh, contributed $175,000, which was the maximum in 2022, to a QLAC, to QLAC, okay? Keep in mind that the traditional IRA, RMD, is based on the balance in his IRA as of December 31st of the previous year. So when I said $700,000, the calculation of his RMD, the $700,000 represented the RMD, of uh, the, the balance in Frank's uh, traditional IRA as of December 31st, 2022. But instead, during 2020, he had transferred $175,000 of that traditional IRA to a QLAC during 2022. Then as of um, December 31st, 2022, his IRA balance would have been $525,000. Sure. $525,000 sure. would be his current balance. Why 575? Because the, uh, the other $175,000 of the settlement was put in the QA. In that case, Frank's 2023 RMD would have been calculated as $525,000 account balance divided by 24.6 years is $21,341. Mm-hmm. Dan, that's a difference of $7,114 between the two $7,000 is not an exchange. Okay? Absolutely. Okay? Uh, if he's in, let's say, a 24% tax bracket, he is saving approximately $1,500, about $1,500 of federal taxes by doing that QLAC for the year 2023. And then if he's in an 8% tax bracket, he's going to be saving... Another $560. So this is not loose change The saving taxes. So that Agree. would be a, 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 a tax savings for
0: Pratt. Gotcha. And you also point out that this is a tool that can be used for managing longevity risk. So tell us about that.
1: Yes. One, one, of, the, one, of, one of the problems that the retirees of today and the future are facing is called longevity risk. That one. Could outlive their income. I mean, we're living longer today, and never a problem passed in, in, in the previous generations because you didn't live well into your 80s or 90s. Now, individuals who live well into the 80s and 90s, and if someone has a 401k plan, the TSP, the traditional IRA, when money is taken out of those accounts, there's no guarantee that the distributions will last forever. You could outlive your TSP. You could outlive your 401k. You could outlive your IRA. There's no guarantee that income always because you took some, what, what, how could that happen? An individual took so much money out of the account each year and what's left in the account is not growing at a sufficient rate to result in that, the person having the account last forever. Remember, whatever comes out is out. But whatever's left in your tax-deferred account is going to grow tax-deferred. Earnings, it's going to to keep growing. Sure. So you got to keep paying you in line. Well, with with an annuity, that's not going to happen because you're always guaranteed to get an income stream. So when money comes out of a QLAC, and that will be no later than starting at age 85, there's going to be a guaranteed income stream. And I think I have an example. I have an example. I yes, have another example about that, how that works. So let, let me just run to this example to help that our listeners understand. So we have someone named Doris. Doris is age 65. She's a federal annuitant. Okay. And she took $200,000 from her traditional TSP and rolled it to a traditional IRA. And then she decided, well, this traditional IRA is good, but I know that there's no guarantee. But with the, with the traditional IRA, like my TSP, it's going to last forever. So she decides she takes the two hundred thousand dollars and purchases a QLAC from an insurance company under the terms of the annuity contract. The annuity provider will pay Doris starting at age eighty-five. That's twenty years later, Dan. After she can turn bought this this annuity this, Q, this QLAC with the third with the two hundred thousand dollars that starting at age eighty-five, she's gonna get a hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars a year. A hundred and thirty-four dollars a year. Let's say Doris lives to age 100. 15, in 15 years, she will receive a total of 2 million, $2 million. $2 million, $2 dollars million, 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 And it's guaranteed income Dan. Gotcha. Now one of the things Dan that I worry about annuities, I put up the antennas, is that with a regular annuity issued by insurance company? for that matter, the TSP annuity, the good news is you're guaranteed an income stream. If you purchase what's called a life-only annuity, that means the annuity, once it starts to out, will only pay out over your life. You're going to get a guaranteed income stream, the same amount for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. The question is what happens when the annuity owner dies? Mm, good question, Ed. What happens? The, any money left in that annuity, the insurance company keeps it. And that is true, by the that's way, not good. with the TSP I don't annuity. like that. I, I'm sure you don't. I don't like it. I, I'm I don't sure like that. that's true. With the TSB, that's the true. When someone decides, when a TSB participant decides they want to purchase the TSB life-only annuity, that will pay the maximum monthly payment. Guaranteed. No matter what happens to the stock market or the bond market, Metropolitan Life Insurance Company guarantees it. But if that annuity owner dies, if that TSB owner dies, any money left in that annuity, Metropolitan Life Insurance Company keeps keeps it. Now, is there a way around that for a TSB? Yeah, you could get what's called a cash refund option in which your any money left in that annuity will go to a named beneficiary. The problem is that will result in lower monthly payments. Here's the bottom line. The more bells and whistles you add, to a TSB annuity and many of these insurance company annuities, I mean, who, who offer annuities that the more bells and whistles you add to them, like cost of little adjustments, like you want to name a joint annuitant, I had a joint and survivor annuitant, the less monthly payments you're going to get. Sure. With the QRAC, it's one one amount, and here's the most important thing: if in this case here, Doris dies. She's getting his $134,000 annuity. If Doris wants to name her husband as a survivor annuitant, she can, and he'll take over the $134,000. And then when he dies, it's all over. This is very important because, believe me, when I, I talk to clients. They say, gee, you know, they come to our tax And I got this offer about this annuity. Well, do you know all the ins and outs of it? No, don't buy it. Because I'll tell you one of the downsides is they're going to they're promise you this tremendous income stream, but boy, you've got to ask the question, this is great for me, what happens when I die? How about my family, getting out of this? Well, with the QLAC, the answer is yes.
0: Gotcha. And in your article, you talk about the types of folks who might benefit from QLACs. Obviously, if you're sitting here and you, both of your parents died at age 100, that's group to think about it, Correct.
1: Yeah, but I say one thing about about you. who would be an ideal candidate, an ideal candidate for a QI, someone who doesn't need their R and D money. You know, right. you got a huge TSB, a huge TSB account. You have a you know, a sizable IRA, and you really don't need you don't need the R. You know, you have to take money out of the if you, once you reach your required beginning, you, know, you have to take out your R and D, but. You know, again, the idea being you really don't need the money. You have other income. Give an example. Suppose you have a CSRS annuity who's getting a CSRS annuity. Someone, you know, you're talking about $150,000 to $200,000 a year and they have a a huge brokerage account. They have other, they're getting social security. They have other sources of income. And maybe they have a spouse who also has a guaranteed pension or has a size, size of a 401k plan. They would, and they certainly don't need the RMD money to help pay their expenses. That might be an ideal candidate to put money into a QA. Okay. Sure.
0: No, I, I, I agree with you completely there. It's really... It's really interesting, but you you never fail to cap off an article great because in, in this particular case, you talk about, I'm going to really enjoy saying this, the tax trifecta of combining QLACs with Roth, con- Roth conversions and QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distributions. So tell us about how all those might work together.
1: Yes, yes. Tax trifecta. Yeah. It's fun to say. It's called it's called, it's called a trifecta, a tri uh, the, the RMD trifecta. Right, to, I should say the minimize, even to extent, eliminate the traditional account, a traditional retirement account, traditional IRA, RMDs. The idea is this, and we've talked about this, that when you reach your acquired beginning date, you gotta take out an R&D from your traditional, from traditional, uh, from a qualified time plan like a 401k plan, 403b plan, plan, 457 plan. The traditional TSP used to be well. Starting next year, it will not include the Roth TSP. So we're just we're just going to say traditional TSP. Your traditional TSP is subject to RMD and a traditional line. So, is there a strategy out there that maybe could let's say avoid Having you having to take R and D's and the answer is yes. And I I was thinking about this. How could this be done? Combining combining a QLAC. We talked about the fact that when that money is set aside to the QLAC, that money is not going to be sunk to R and D. It's not going to be summed to R and And then when you reach that eighty to five, they're going to start paying out, and that the money from the QLAC, the, the insurance company, and that more than satisfies any type of R and from the QLAC. Sure. Okay with the Roth IRA, with the Roth IRA conversions is solid before he or she reaches their required beginning date. Start converting their traditional accounts to Roth IRAs. Start converting. Now this process, and I say before they reach before they reach their RMD, this process should start a couple of years before. You don't wait, let's say, till you're 71, 72 to start doing these conversions, because there may you know these are taxable events, so you like to spread it out, spread it over time. Start converting your traditional accounts to Roth accounts over a period of time, so that by the time you reach your required beginning date, all of that traditional money, traditional four hundred one k, traditional TSP, is now sitting in Roth IRAs, sitting in Roth IRAs, which are not subject to R and D, R and D. But if it happens to be that by the time you reach your required money, you still have some traditional money, traditional, traditional IRA money, then you can use qualified charitable distributions, QCDs, because you're over 70 and a half and you take money out of the, to, in order to do to form a QCD, the money is coming out of the traditional IRA and going to a charity, that will count towards the R&D. We mentioned this in the previous podcast, that the fact that a a, a QCD uh, for an individual who has reached his or her required beginning date will count as an R&D, will count towards the R&D. So if you have to take out, let's say, $20,000 for your um, traditional IRA R&D, then you could perform a QCD contact your IRA custodian That $20,000 of the RD should, in fact, not go to you, but rather to a qualified charity. And that will take the place of the RMDs. So therefore, it will, not, it will not count as income. So putting this all together, they end up doing this right, having no RD if you do this right in a given year. And it's all spelled out in the column I think we have, I have an example here. It's a I think it's Darlene. I think it's right in this, um, at the end of the column, an example with Darlene who has, I think close to, I think it's close to $800,000 before she starts this whole process. $800,000 sure. in attrition. library. think about the RMD. So eventually she ends up not having any RMD because she did the QLAC. She's doing, um, and by the way, you don't have to put all your money in the Q, in the QLAC in any one year. Any one year. You can spread it over a few years. And by the way, Secure Act 2.0 raised the amount of a QLAC, how much you could put in for one year. This year, it's $200,000 and they will index it in the future for inflation. It used to, before this year, before Secure Act 2.0, the limit was 25% of your account balance or $175,000. Well, that 25% limit is now gone. It's just a flat dollar amount, which will be indexed in inflation. So, it's something important to keep in mind. So, when worked properly, when done properly, one could end up having no RMD. But please, Dan, anybody who's interested in this, work with a qualified advisor. And I think Absolutely. I saw that out at, at, at the end of, uh, end of the column. This is not for everyone, this is for individuals. But please, federal retiree, particularly, who is invested in, in investing in the QLAC, is encouraged. To talk to a qualified advisor about this, it's not 100%. for everyone. It's also the idea to talk to a qualified to, to your tax advisor before doing any
0: of this. Uh, you're right, Ed. This is really chewy stuff, but but great stuff, uh, folks. I can't stress this enough. Head over to the Fed Zone and read Ed's article on this. Okay, it's great that you're listening to us. It means the world to us. Read the article this time too. And if you have follow-up questions, hit us up at askstws at stwserve.com. We'll help you any way we can on that. This is really a great topic for conversation. Need to make sure it's going to be the right fit for you. Another great article, Ed. That's awesome. Thank and, you uh, Thank you again for what you do for our feds, bringing this stuff forward in in an environment where they can learn about it. You know, they don't have some salesperson stuffing the idea down their throat. They can just read about it, learn about it, you know, get confident in it and ask all the right questions. And again, as always, thanks for helping keep, how you help keep making our team better. Well, folks, that is a wrap. We're done for now. We'll see you at the next podcast. Hit that subscribe button down below so you don't miss anything. We are serving those to serve. Be sure to uh, check out our webinars that we do every single month. Head swserve.com. You'll see the webinar button. Click it. It's going to give you the whole menu. The guru comes to you. Reach you where you are, teach you where you are, serve you where you are. Sign up for one, sign up for all, and share them with your friends. They will say thank you. Be sure to read Ed every week in the Fed Zone. That's fed-zone.com and sign up for the weekly serving. So you'll get the best of Ed and the other Fed startups serving the serve coming directly to you. Don't have to do nothing. It'll just pop up in your inbox. So signing off today for Ed the crew at Serving This Reserve, and me, Dan sight, as I always do, I will say, good luck, Godspeed, and above all, remember, it's your Fed life. Make it a great one because you deserve it. Stay well, everybody. We are out.